Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is R.J. Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTV and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Monday, May 25th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, practicing social distancing, and ready for another fun week. We have a great week in store for you here on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. Later today, on the latest episode of Girls talking boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray you will hear from David Robinson D-Rob the trainer who has worked with Des Bryant and a number of other uh, high profile athletes Uh, so that conversation is fun and you will definitely enjoy it for now we have somebody who raised a high profile athlete the one and only Papa Ocho my dad what is up my dude my best friend I'm very good here. Thanks, uh, and wishing everyone a happy Memorial Day. That's right. Especially all of our veterans. That's right. Um, do you agree that you raised a world-class athlete? Um, well, that's debatable, but uh, <laughs> I think I can argue the point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. But you're right. A very happy Memorial Day. We have a lot of veterans that listen. Thank you for everything you've done for our country. And for those that have uh, are no longer with us, obviously. So, Absolutely. Yes. Um, it is, uh, it's kind of crazy that it's Memorial Day already. Like, and obviously the world current times, I think this is the first time we've had you on. Um, I think maybe you were on once, um, but Super Bowl, I think. No, I I can't remember now. It like time is blended together is the point. And that was kind of what I was saying. Like, I know it's May uh, or the end of May, but it's still, I still feel like we're in March in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, situation we've all been going through uh, has really just kind of, uh, you know, in some cases time has flown by, in other cases time has dragged by, just depending on your perspective and what you're talking about. So, yeah, I mean, just a really, really strange world right now. Um, we, uh, we got some live sports back yesterday on Sunday, the match two. Big Cat, Tigre, got the dub. Uh, Tiger and Peyton. Uh, a lot of our listeners are obviously avid sports fans, and um, you know we're not here to break down the match, but there have been so few live sports. I know we had the the driving relief last week from TaylorMade with uh, DJ and, and Rory and, and the rest. Uh, I know we've had some Bundesliga soccer matches. Uh, I know you've been watching uh, some cornhole on ESPN. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> but um, it was this was this was the best that uh, of the last. 60, 70 days, this was, it was really, really, really awesome to watch these four guys play some golf. It was, uh, you know, because in, in, in a lot of cases, uh, well, last week you had four professionals. And, you know, they all have game, obviously, and, and, you know, they hit some amazing shots, and you 
always admire that. But today we saw, you know, some amateurs out there, although they're pretty accomplished golfers. You know, we did see, um, you know, some of their uh, not so great shots. And I think the weather had a lot to do. And I've played in the rain. And let me tell you what, I, I feel for Tom Brady and Peyton because, you know, playing golf is hard enough, but then you factor in the, uh, the, the wet factor, the rain factor, you know, the pressure factor, the camera factor, you know, all of these factors. And, uh, you know, they did fantastic. I applaud them for, you know, just being able to and, and being willing to go out there and, and showcase what they do have in, in front of millions uh, because it's, uh, it can become very humbling. As you saw Brady for a few holes, but he certainly made up for it <clears throat> on the seventh hole. Sure, yeah. I think um, my thoughts on it, I think, you know, and I know that a lot of people are sick of Tom Brady. In a lot of ways, I think he deserves the most props. Um, I mean, of, of the last 60 days, he's had a busier run than anybody. I mean, he's now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, you know what I mean? And not to diminish what everybody else has been doing, but um, and, and he was certainly struggling the most. And, you know, I, I think there was some noticeable frustration, but he kind of gritted his way through and powered his way through, and he was a good sport about it. And a lot of golf is, you know, sometimes you hit that one shot that just turns your mood for the day. Um, and it was really, really, really cool. My, my other thought is last week, you know, we got Rory and DJ, you know, two big guns and obviously the number one player in the world and everything. But then you had Ricky, and, and I know, you know, Ricky's – I mean, Ricky's you know, an Oklahoma State Cowboy, but kind of like the Dallas Cowboys, this guy that's like high profile and hasn't really done a lot. Um, and then, you know, respect to Young Wolf, but, you know, not a, you know this, this was four meccas. You know what I mean? Like, this was awesome. And so uh, it was really, really, really cool. Uh, we tweeted from the Blog and the Boys uh, Twitter account after the match, um, if, if you had to pair two Cowboys, past or present, with Tiger and Phil, it would be Tony Romo and who? Uh, maybe uh, <clears throat> there was one kicker that was actually pretty good. I forgot which one of them. Uh, Dan Bailey was all right on yeah, the Yeah, I may be thinking Dan Bailey, but I thought there was uh, another one prior to him. Uh, I know one of the punters was also pretty good. I think it was Saxon uh, from some time back. Um, so, yeah, probably that, that's where I would lean, you know, because, um, you know, they tend to be a little bit more agile for – what the golf swing requires. Right, like do. just physical makeup, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe we could put the 750s on Tony Casillas. You know, TC knows his way around the golf course as well. Uh, and then you'd have Tony and Tony. I think that if you, in, in this case, either Casillas or Romo, but if you put Romo with Tiger, you would literally have Tony the Tiger, and it would be, it would be awesome. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but Romo, I think, um, might be at the center of today's discussion. Uh, it is what if week across SB Nation. So you'll see a lot of our sites uh, pondering different what ifs and, you know, looking over different. And there, there are different ways to approach what ifs, right? Like you can certainly do what if Team X had won game Y. What if Team X had never relocated? You know, what if player X had never joined Team Y or left Team Y? I mean, there's a million different ones. I have my favorite what if in recent Cowboys memory, but I, I want to hear what the, the first what if that comes to your mind is. What if uh, Jerry had not fired Jimmy? Oh, that's that's like your that's the hill you you've been on for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I've been a lot on of people hill yeah. for a long time because, you know, it's um it was it was really uh, an improbable thing that they were on the on the verge of doing a three peat. Right. You know, which still has not been accomplished, and uh, and as we saw, uh, obviously afterwards, they even they probably would have done a four, maybe even five peat. 
So yeah, to me that probably is, is the biggest one that I think because it would have had the biggest impact uh, on you know what is the NFL. That's a fair what if, um, and uh, you know it was a few months ago, I think two months ago that we talked about. Um, that was the last time we had you on the greatest teams to not win a Super Bowl oh, in, yeah. in franchise <clears throat> history, and. Uh, and I went with the 78 Cowboys. Right. And, um, you know, but so many, so many of the discussions that week centered around Jimmy Johnson, mm-hmm. obviously, and kind of danced around the what if he hadn't left, you know, then the 94 team is not a conversation, et cetera, whatever. Um, that's a big what if. I think this is not mine, but I, or my number one, but I think the first one that everybody thought of when I posed the question was, what if Des caught it? That's that's the like I think the biggest neon sign in in the last decade for people, and my answer to that I, I well, I'll answer your Jimmy one I think they win the Super Bowl in '94 because I mean they're beating the Chargers you know what I mean like absolutely <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying that right. was such a missed opportunity right I I think they probably <clears throat> it's harder to say they win four in a row because it's hard to assume everything just carries out you know. Uh, through 95, I, I think, you know, with the last dance so fresh on our minds. I know you didn't watch it, actually. You're one of the only people in the world that didn't watch it, but um, you've been busy. I will. Right. I will. Uh, but that really kind of showed the the toll that sustaining excellence can have on a group of people. So that's why, you know, maybe they don't get back in 95. You know what I mean? That's But at the very least, they went three in a row. Uh, but to answer the Dez what if, I don't even think they beat the Packers. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers goes down and breaks their heart. I mean, I truly believe that. And I think in a weird way, that that catch or that no catch, however you want to you know qualify it now, that adds to the legacies of Romo and Dez so much because it, it gives them that what if. Because so many people believe they would have – and I, I do believe – that had they won that game, I think they beat Seattle in the NFC Championship game, but I, I still think they probably lose in the Super Bowl or the Patriots. But, I mean, be, because that what-if exists, that, that what-if is such a gigantic, you know, um, you know, ring for people in the minds of Romo and Dez. That, and they had incredible Cowboy careers, but, but people act like that means more than some of the things they actually accomplished, if that makes sense. No, I do. I, I understand, and I uh, I follow the logic you're you're talking about there, and and yeah, I mean, I I'm also you know maybe I'm split, fifty uh, fifty on whether Rogers goes back, and you know maybe it just adds to his legacy on uh, one calf on, on and yeah. the the Cowboys and what have you, but um, but I'm not as convinced about the fact that they go on and beat the Packers as I am, like I'm saying, as convinced about them going and three-peating. In 1994 and beating the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Exaggerations and half-truths aren't new in politics. But now, with AI, people can create fake videos of candidates to sway your vote. I'm former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara, and I've teamed up with technology expert and law professor Nita Farahani on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, for a three-part miniseries, 
AI on Trial. Our second episode presents the hypothetical case of a hotly contested Senate race that is derailed when the leading candidate is accused of using AI to enhance his performance and hurt his opponent. How are we supposed to know when the technology becomes very difficult to validate something as truth or lies? Do existing laws, policies, and government agencies sufficiently safeguard the political process? Political speech is so tightly protected under First Amendment that it makes regulating in this space a real challenge. And what needs to happen to protect democracy in time for the real presidential election in November? When our elections are so close, where it comes down to nail-biting endings, a few voters here and there can really lead to differences in outcomes. The episode is out now. Search Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think... So, you know, that's why the Jimmy thing is a little bit bigger uh, what-if for me. Do you think if... If they beat the Packers in at Lambeau Field in January 2015, do they beat the Seahawks in Seattle in the NFC Championship game? Yeah, I think they beat uh, the the uh, Seahawks, but I don't think they win the Super Bowl. So you're with me. You're like you yeah. think their their last their their ceiling of that year was beating the Seahawks in the NFC title game. Yeah, and we talked about this when we talked about the, the right. greatest teams that didn't win a Super Bowl because we said that the 2016 team actually would have had a better chance in the Super yeah, Bowl weirdly, than the 2014 team. But see, like, weirdly, I think the 2016 Cowboys stood a better chance against the 2016 Patriots than the 2014 Cowboys against the 2014 Patriots. Sure. How, however, I think the, the 2014 Cowboys stood a better chance against the 2014 Seahawks than the 2016 Cowboys did against what would have been the 2016 Falcons. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, like, I don't even think the Cowboys get to Super Bowl 51 because I think that they get whooped by Atlanta. Whereas I, and then I, but and that, that's what I think is weird about the, the combination. I think they could have beat the Patriots, but not the Falcons to get there. Um, but I also think, like, people, when you talk about that would have been NFC title game in Seattle, people love to say, well, of course, you know, they, they would have gone, they'd already gone there that season and won, whatever, et cetera. But like, the Seahawks were garbage in that NFC title game for a long time. I mean, it, it took a catastrophe on Mike McCarthy's part for the Packers to lose and cough that game up. Even on the onside kick, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that there are eight things. And, like, it's, like, an interception and the onside kick and the two-point conversion. And if literally any one of those eight things does not go Seattle's way, they lose that game. Yeah. Uh, but... My biggest what if, and I've written about this before, and every time I talk about it, people get all mad and they put their hands over their ears. Kind of related to the Dez catch, but just a little bit after. What if DeMarco stays with the Eagles? Okay? Um, and follow my logic here. Because DeMarco's only in Philly for the one season, for 2015, because then he gets traded to Tennessee. But if DeMarco, if, if that just stays the course, um, then in 2016, he's there for rookie Wentz's season, et cetera, whatever. In 2017, they, I don't know that the Eagles, if they still have DeMarco and his big contract on the books, go out and sign LeGarrette Blunt or go out and trade for Jay Ajayi. And he's such a big cog, you know, those players were big cogs in their Super Bowl run. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that happens. And, and I can play that what-if game forever. A different one that I've, I've written is in 2016, before Dak Prescott was Dak Prescott, uh, when the Cowboys were at training camp, there were talks about them signing Nick Foles. 
what if they sign Nick Foles in, in 2016? Uh, and I'm not saying he wins the Super Bowl for the Cowboys, but he just maybe never ends up back in Philadelphia. You know, right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can play that what-if game a number of ways, too. Um, or what if uh, – this is my fine. I know I'm kind of, like, vomiting what-ifs, but I'll go back to 2015 when DeMarco originally left for Philadelphia. And that third round is a huge what-if because the Cowboys took Chaz Green in the third round in 2015. They take Byron Jones in the first round, Randy Gregory in the second, and then Chaz Green in the third. And that third-round pick was when everybody thought – this is where they're getting the DeMarco replacement. It's going to be Tevin Coleman or Duke Johnson or Jay Ajayi. I mean, there was a, a number of guys that were rumored to be the pick, but they go Chaz Green. And my contention is that season obviously falls apart because Tony Romo gets hurt, but Darren McFadden is still a 1,000-yard rusher in spite of Joseph Randall taking some carries before things go sideways there. That's a whole different what-if in a number of ways. But – I, I have to imagine, let's just call it Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman has 1,000 yards for the 2015 Cowboys the way Darren McFadden did, even if it was Kristen Michael. You know what I mean? Like, if you, sure. just, if you just have some young running back that's not Darren McFadden and he has a 1,000-yard season, I firmly believe that a few months later when they go into the 2016 draft, especially if it was a rookie the year before, they're saying, we just had our rookie running back go over 1,000 yards we don't need Zeke Elliott. We're taking Jalen Ramsey. That Maybe that's the biggest what-if for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, that uh, puzzle, the way you uh, structured it, certainly has a lot of merit as well. And, and yeah, I mean, who knows what happens then. But, uh, but no, I mean, I mean there's, uh, this is a fun game because there's so many things. Because going back to the 2014 uh, playoff game with the Packers, I mean, you know, and again, to me, just trying to emphasize my point here, uh, why that isn't such a big what if to me? Because there was more than the desk catch. There was a Demarco. Yeah, what if Demar Demarco? What if he doesn't the fumble? fumble yeah. and then the Dan Bailey missed field goal. Oh man! And so you know, then it's then it's not a touchdown they're looking for on that, that yeah. drive. You know, a field goal puts them ahead. People so, forget that that there was that six point swing at the end of the first half when right. when Dan Bailey misses the field goal. There's a little bit of time, and that's maybe the most heroic thing Rodgers does that whole game is gets Mason Crosby in range yeah. to make it at the end of the first half. Exactly. So you know, to me those. Those things maybe diminish a little bit of the impact because, you know, you would have probably needed all three of those things to go well. The desk catch to be validated, DeMarco to not fumble, and he, you know, by all accounts, he runs in untouched to the end zone. Even, yeah, even though he's not a, a speedster, at the very least, he yeah, puts them in scoring position. The hole position. was so wide open yeah. and no one around him, he would, have, he would have walked in. And then the Dan Bailey field goal. So, you know, those three things, I think, then you're, then I think you're talking you know, real, you know, something that's validated. If those three things go well for the Cowboys, yeah, then it's a different ending. And there's no chance Aaron brings them back, I think. But, you know, that's too much to, to add on to a what if because you're looking at three variables, not one. So your favorite what if, or not favorite, but your number one power-ranked what if, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, uh, you know, again, it, it, uh, to me it just it changes uh, a lot of the Super Bowl history. Okay, and and it may be, like then you're 
you know, he doesn't wait this long to go into the Hall of Fame. No. You know, um, I, I think more players from, like, maybe Darren Woodson's already in. You know what I mean? Like, as if you're a team that goes three in a row, yeah. the, the perception around the group is completely different. Yeah, I mean, and then maybe Eric Williams. You right. Know, big, big Eric. I mean, you know, just a lot of different, uh, you know, players come into the mix there. Yeah, and then... I mean, then there's no question who the greatest dynasty of all time is. And then Troy Aikman's legacies. You know, I mean, like, there's a number of things. Um, wow. Okay. Well, this was a little depressing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but still, we, we've got some fun stuff to talk about this week. You'll be here. Uh, and as mentioned, later on today, the latest episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey and Meg, you will get D-Rob David Robinson. Uh, so look forward to that. Make sure to stay tuned, of course, to bloggingtheboys.com for the latest and greatest in the world of America's team. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at rjochoa on both. I posted a photo on my Instagram story um, Sunday night, burger dogs for dinner. Um, can yeah. You, can you explain the supreme logic behind that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, fairly basic. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we take a hot dog bun and uh, we shape a, uh, a ground beef patty into the shape of a rectangular patty. Uh, and we put it inside a hot dog bun and we make burger dogs. And um, I actually, uh, you know, had one of these at a golf course I played one time. And they had it at, uh, you know, when you made the turn, you didn't even have to buy it. It was part of uh, your, oh, like your the green tournament fee. or whatever. Yeah, oh. you, you used to get a burger dog for free after nine holes. And, you know, I mean, I looked at it and said, man, this is fantastic and a lot easier to make. And, you know, by some accounts, it's a lot easier to eat than a round, you know, uh, configuration of a burger. So we've been doing burger dogs for a long time. I remember when you were a kid, we were doing burger dogs. So, yeah, that's... Uh, and that's what we call them. They're, I also they're a think lot of fun to eat. The um, the it's easier to decorate your meal. You know what I mean? Because it, it doesn't sound that way, but it's easier to put like onions or relish or whatever, yeah. like whatever you're putting on. Because like it's so much easier to access than to opposed to like taking the bun off. You know yeah. what I mean? To redress it or whatever. Well, so. not only that, and like I said, it's easier to hold and easier to eat because one end, one side of it is closed or right. sealed. And with a burger, you know, both it's open all the way around, 360 right. degrees. So, but yeah, no, it's uh, I encourage everyone to make them. Well, uh, maybe that's your Memorial Day snack. Have a fantastic Memorial Day, everyone. We will see you manana as always. Go Cowboys and peace out.